There you go. Welcome, welcome, people all over the world. <laughs> you had to do that, didn't you? <laughs> oh, heck yeah, because I know you're not going to cut it out. What's going uh -huh. on, man? I leave all yours. <laughs> I, exactly. <laughs> you just clean up yours. I understand. <laughs> How was I'm your birthday? How was the like cake? <laughs> okay, the cake was nice. It really, really was. Uh, I still have like half of it left, though. It was so big, and I gave everybody pieces. And you know, I just don't. You know, I just don't eat that much. So, um, but it was it was cool. I mean, you know, dude, I don't know. I, I don't know what it feels like for anybody else to turn sixty, but. <laughs> You just kind of want the day to pass. So, <laughs> what were you? What were we getting out there on the street that looked like coconut? Is it some coconut drink? Yeah, it's actually just a tender coconut, coconut water. Mm -hmm. So coconut it's real water. coconut water, like instead of buying the can. Wow. Yeah, interesting. It tastes like so much different, Sean. Wow. Well, uh, cheers to you on that one. I, I will tell you. That I drank that in the jungle a lot in Peru, and they would, you know, and they we had these giant avocados about as big as my full hand, and you get that and um, coconut, and co obviously coconut water was the drink because you couldn't drink any of the water. They did mm -hmm. have some leaves that you could cut and get about a cup full of water out of, though. Oh wow! Like, yeah, that that was pretty interesting. Um, which of course I was a little nervous to do it, but I was like, well, he is supposedly the expert, supposedly. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah well what's going on in your world man not much it's just been busy with uh soul destroying work on the software side which is right. uh, <laughs> we're in the process of designing a loan application where people don't have to go oh. walk physically to a bank but just apply for it on their phones that almost makes too much sense mm-hmm and I don't huh. know why a bank agreed, but they're right. from Singapore. So Singapore is probably like open to shit like this. Right. Huh. Well, I mean, you know, Rocket Mortgage does some deal here. I've never obviously used it, but, you know, they do something here. I got to click on my air conditioning while I'm talking to you here. Hang on for a second. Um, wow. Good for you. How long does a project like that take? Uh, to build it out, it takes us almost five to six months oh wow okay mm -hmm. well and it's mortgage stuff so it's got to be doubly secure I, yeah i always wonder and i don't know how it works in india but in america you go to doctor's offices and they always ask for your social security and number and i'm like absolutely not you have no need for that and somebody is all you got to do is that stuff's just got to be thrown away one time and there's mm -hmm. somebody digging through that trash um, and i would say the same for mortgage applications Everybody puts their vital information on there. And if that person doesn't get you a loan, you have to assume yeah. they're shredding or burning all that stuff. You can hope. And it's not just ending yeah. up somewhere like intact in a, in a bin for somebody else to use. Exactly. You're <laughs> handing it across the guy coming across. But okay, you are from now Bob Epstein. Well, maybe not Bob <laughs> Epstein. <laughs> that came out wrong. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah so that's what we got going over there so our um our pressure deal from our state superintendent work the uh the lady from tulsa public schools resigned yesterday and i was oh, like wow. it may be the shrewdest move in history she's like mm -hmm. okay big boy you want it here you go now see what you can do with it and Basically, a poison pill is already in place. So you're taking over a toxic environment that you created. 
and yeah. now you got to fix it. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I'm going to see what happens. Yeah, I did see the video you just sent. Wait. Yeah, the training video of the people that oh, yeah, they're not God, organized. Dude. They are not organized. No, no, no. <laughs> they just randomly know each other. <laughs> Doesn't just take like a bag of chocolates to get these idiots to show up to things. <laughs> no, so what they Deepak what they honestly do is they take terrible advantage of septuagenarians and octogenarians and what they do is they make them believe that they were doing Christ's work or they are working against Marxists and communists because they're of that generation where every war was sold to them that we were fighting communism or Marxism. Yeah. So they still want to be relevant. And I don't want to hurt their feelings or, or denigrate them in any way because they are being calmed and used. But mm -hmm. you also have to realize that shit didn't work in Vietnam. It, uh, it didn't work in the, in the East, uh, East Germany. You know, I mean, these things all fell apart by themselves. It wasn't because we were in war. You know, it just didn't work. And so I'm I'm just always bothered by by the fact that it's legal to and, and these folks are putting their asses on the line. That's that's the actual real problem. And they and they believe, much like the uh the people doing the Inquisition, that they were doing the right thing. <laughs> Isn't it and they're like just some form of like elderly abuse? So what abuse. the hell it is if yeah, if you're just right. tricking these old people to show up and fight against yeah. Marxism, communist China. Yeah. And all of that shit right. that these kids, these guys keep lying in their speeches that they're coming and taking over but, the school system. Yeah. Isn't it also but, relevant that these people might go to prison listening to these people's, like these idiots' instructions? But if they're doing it for Christ, oh. nothing, nothing worse than a martyr. I don't care what the religion is. There's nothing worse than a martyr because they are willing to die for their beliefs. And, uh, and you know, <clears throat> Look, a lot of these people are just trying to remain relevant. Mm -hmm. the, the conversations I have with them are literally 1950s conversations. When we were having a heated argument, the guy stops and he goes, well, sir, you are no gentleman. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> I, it wasn't a cut down. You know, chivalry was just a, a way to get people to fight in a way that you could defeat them. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. yeah. Hey, you are not doing it right. <laughs> Speaking of out of date, thing, I'm not going to mention his name because you and I know him. There was one yeah. time where I was sitting at the pub and he looked yeah. at me and he was like, hey, have you checked out this band called uh, Coldplay? I think they're going places. And by then, they had already won like fucking. <laughs> they, they gone, they gone and come back. <laughs> wow, that's worrying. Well, you know, hey, you know who still has fans? Who? Van Halen. You know, um, mm -hmm. I mean, bands that really, in retrospect, you look at the music and go, I get it. Everybody was high. It was fine. But it wasn't good. You know, ACDC, Professional Screamers. But I liked their music when I was younger. And I happened to have an $8 Chinese-made T-shirt with ACDC on it. <laughs> I might have seen you with that damn shirt on. Embarrassingly <laughs> so. I, for those of you who don't know, I had to buy a couple of shirts because I was going into an elderly facility and I, I hadn't brought any other clothes and my clothes were dirty. So, yeah, crazy shit. That's, I mean, I really and truly am like crazy busy. So here's here's a thing I'm, gonna, I'm doing for tomorrow. So... Um, I, I had this 
teacher that had had a bad record when he was younger that got exposed yesterday. And I may have helped with that a lot. And, uh, and he resigned the same day, but the mm-hmm. kids at that school are like, no, there's still one more guy. And I go, well, I happen to be going to the school superintendent's meeting tomorrow. Why don't you write me some letters and let's bring the letters down and I will present them in person. So we'll see how many emails I get overnight. So oh, wow. Right. Good. Well, you know, if it's, if it's five, that's still a lot, but if it's 50, mm-hmm. you know, that's the, that's something. So we'll see what happens with it. That's, that's what, that's what I did yesterday. Other than my birthday, everyone was like, are you working? And I go, do I have to be earning income? Cause no, I'm not working, but do I have shit to do all day? Yes. <laughs> and, um, loco, 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 man. Um, so I'm trying to think of what else is going on down here. It's just hot Deepak. It's yeah. just hot. Isn't it like 102 or 103 today? Every day, every day. But and and look, I, have we ever had the white supremacists talk about you know if we were really supreme, wouldn't we be able to handle this weather better? I mean, if <laughs> if if we were really the supreme race, shouldn't we be allowed out in the sun more than fifteen minutes? I mean, honestly, <laughs> without getting cancer or something, <laughs> getting cancer or having to cover up every single part of our body, and you know, I, I always found it ironic that like. European countries would would invade Africa, and you go, mm-hmm. "Have you been there?" Because you know we we don't belong. I mean, not because of color, because of our color. We just burn and burn and burn, and you know, and the outfits aren't designed for it. You know, khaki. Who wants to sweat mm-hmm. in khaki? Every bit of sweat you got shows. Yeah, it just it just doesn't work. That's, that's like my, that. that's my philosophy. One, one of my friends who was Scottish, there were one time where we were standing at a bar <laughs> and I called the bartender and I was like, could you turn off that spotlight about, about her? I think she might be getting cancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it is. It is sad, my friend. It is sad. All right. What's on the agenda today, my man? Other than me today was like... honestly no agenda because I didn't know whether we were recording considering it was your birthday. And then I forgot ah, it was well, you. I you basically know how just boring dis- it is. Right. <laughs> I basically treated you like every other white people when they just disappear after their birthday. <laughs> yeah. Still hung over or still drunk. Here's mm-hmm. here's what I will tell you. So I went to not your favorite place, the Waffle House, <clears throat> but I went to mm-hmm. Jimmy's Egg yesterday and I had biscuits and gravy for breakfast. And for those of you who don't understand it, it's a scone with sausage and white gray over it, which sounds disgusting, but it is delicious. And there is a video out there showing British kids eating biscuits and gravy, and it's a must-see. Absolute yeah. must-see. Have you watched that? I and think like, so. It's a, it might have been it's a scone, but it's delicious. <laughs> it's gummy. <laughs> and, you know, first they're puzzled because, you know, they've only ever seen butter, jam, and, and fruit, you know, on scones. But mm-hmm. it's worth doing. So then I kept some of it so I could have it again at lunch. No way. And then I had a lot, then I had a lot of cake. But here's <laughs> what I did do that was good. Okay. So I, I didn't I, I don't like presents because generally I have everything I need. I mean, I just don't want I just don't like having a bunch of clutter around and shit I don't want. So I asked people to bring soap and hygiene supplies for this high school, middle school, high school, um, for it's usually for troubled teens. And what that means are young teen moms. And a lot Mm -hmm. of them have been thrown out of their house because they're pregnant. And so they have no hygiene product. 
And we brought in, we were able to fill, they had like four different shelves in the stocking deal. And we filled all of them about 75% of the way up, which is pretty dang good. And they were, they were wholly empty when we started. So Mm -hmm. cheers, cheers on that one. Good to be 60. (laughs) People actually are donating and doing good. See, this is what you miss out if you just watch fucking news all the time. (laughs) Exactly. Here's I, I wish people understood how many nice people there are out there because there's really a ton of them. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. they're all walking around with their heads down because they don't want to get it cut off by one of the people trying to be a superstar right now. And and evidently the way to be a superstar is, you know, you got to you got to screw up a bunch of nice people, which is mm-hmm. I, I guess that's throughout history. That's kind of the deal, isn't it? Oh, the yeah. other thing is that you video yourself while you're doing nice deeds on Instagram and put it up on Instagram. So everyone TikTok, knows, is, right. Yeah, I'm like, oh my God, dude, can you just not film handing a dollar to that guy, please? Right. You're fucking annoying. Right. That video right. has been bothering me, plus uh, <laughs> chefs who use tweezers. Oh, <laughs> that has been Lord, fucking right. irritating me for the past week. <laughs> Since you have actually been in commercial kitchens and seen how they actually work, now mm. you know how ridiculous that shit really is. I know. It is. I mean... Nobody has that time. Now, I did get some soup at that deal on Saturday, and it was yellow soup. It was corn soup, and it was cold, and it was delicious. And the guy had taken yellow, like like a green onion puree, and made mm-hmm. these little lines in it. Well, they look like stems, and they put little flowers on it. I'm like, okay, that's adorable. And it didn't require freaking tweezers, because I just want to beat somebody up when I see tweezers. I, I was really actually going to ask you about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, the number of... Instagram and TikTok videos I see where all these chefs, it's not even one, Sean. It's like a range of different sizes to place yeah. different flower right. petals into a dish. And I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ, why? They need, <laughs> they need to go work construction for a summer. Not only will they get heckled every day, but then, I mean, obviously all that stuff's just for show. In a real mm-hmm. kitchen, you got to get food out. The, the, the amount of dollars you have to churn and burn in a day to keep a place like this open is just shocking. And, and then getting the quality of labor that can do it. And if you're the person with the tweezers that has to do something to every dish to make it perfect, it's not going to work. I mean, nobody's, nobody's that fucking important. They're just not the, the reality of most kitchens are um, your waiters got delirium tremors because he needs a drink. And if you make that specific of a dish, that greenery is like <laughs> on the way to the table. No way it's in the same place. No way. Mm-hmm. So easiest shit to do is if you take a like a key, like a door key, and put a mm-hmm. string on it, lay that down on a table, hold the, hold the string up, and then whatever you want to do from turmeric to cocoa to powdered sugar, whatever you want, you know, you, you shake over the top of it and then lift your key up. And everyone's like, oh, my God, it's the key. This is the key to flavor. It's Flavor Town. It's Flavor House. And people love that shit. And it's really easy. Mm. That is what your job is as a chef, to do stuff that can be done. How many women did you see using tweezers? Very rarely. Right. Because like, they know what fucking none. tweezers are for. <laughs> yeah. Because they know what they're for. Somebody was digging out downtown and then now you're using it at work and they're looking at you going, those are four, right? (laughs) So women chefs are notoriously better. Um, For some reason or another, they are usually able to remove their ego 
And the plates of food they make are more about love. And men, mm -hmm. it's more about ego. So kind of like marriage. Um, but the, the women's food is tasty. It's sustenance. And it's pretty enough. Pretty is not, the photograph is not the end goal. It's to make mm -hmm. something for somebody you love that will help them, nourish them, get them through the day. And with men, it is like owning a big truck with big tires. You know what you're trying to show off. And if you have to do that, you know what it means. Mm -hmm. The, the right. weird part was there was a show on Netflix that I watched last week. It was something mm -hmm. about like, uh, it's a very famous hotel in London where they were trying to get a resident chef. One of the rounds well, in that was where is the food Instagrammable? was a criteria right. and i was like yeah, yeah it's you cunts who are ruining this planet <laughs> right that that part of that segment tells you so i had a talk um did we talk about that just right place right time and having some background on monday okay so we have a, a chef here from oklahoma named rick bayless and rick made it real big his brother is on espn and he made it real big in the restaurant business Rick Bayless and his brother lived in the village. Their family owned a barbecue restaurant and he was a theater actor and he was in Cleveland, Ohio. And they were just trying to find somebody that could come and work on cooking and give cooking tips on TV. And he happened to be the guy that was comfortable enough with food, enough mm -hmm. theater and TV acting to look good on TV. And that is exactly what happened to me in Kansas city, Missouri. They were looking for somebody to do it. I was the one guy that had, enough kitchen experience and enough theater experience to pull it off. And now your resume as a chef has to be, is it fucking Instagrammable? I know. And I am partially at fault for that. <laughs> <laughs> if you hadn't encouraged this shit, Sean, <laughs> couldn't you well, like talk I... people out of uh, culinary school <laughs> more? <laughs> I do all the time. Yeah, just get a job as a dishwasher. You'll be fine. And then go to community college and take a photography class. Mm -hmm. Take a plastering class for walls. That'll teach you more about putting food on a plate than food on a plate. You know, what was I your mean, what was that lecture, the video series that you did on people who are thinking about going to culinary school? Oh, uh, I I don't know what it's called, but it came up on my memories like like a mm -hmm. week ago. And I went, you know, that's probably one of the smartest things I've said. Here's here's the I I can't remember what it's called, so somebody will have to just look it up. Because that one's yeah. on YouTube, Facebook, and, and and the nine yards. But the, the challenge is this. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you wanna if you wanna cook, go work mm -hmm. in a restaurant as a dishwasher. Trust me, every day there's some lazy SOB in that cook in that restaurant that will let you do their work for it. And that's mm -hmm. how you get practice and you become good at it. But most of all, do you want to be around a dishwasher all night? Because once you're in charge and you're the chef, you wash a lot more dishes than you think. And people just don't realize that because they don't know enough about the business. My thing is, as you go and work as a dishwasher, start 14, 15 years old. Yes, I know it's illegal. Nobody gives a shit. Um, and by 18, you literally will have the equivalent of a degree. Mm -hmm. Now, go work in the front of the restaurant and find out how the money's made. And that's the stuff that you desperately need to know. It's not just how to cook. You got to know yeah. how the money comes in and how the money goes out. And uh, mm -hmm. if I don't think there's anything more important than knowing how the money goes in and the money goes out. 
But eventually what you realize is you have to work out front. If you're not watching the money, somebody else is probably stealing it. And that sucks, but that's the truth. But everyone will teach you in a kitchen if you're respectful. Um, you, you must say hello to everybody in the kitchen when you come into work. It is a respect mm-hmm. thing. And, and my culture just generally doesn't do that. You just show up to work and do your, do your work. There's a, there's a hierarchy and you don't have to say hello chef first really start with the dishwasher. They're the most important people and then move your way around. But um, I worked in a restaurant as a busboy, and I asked if I could work in the kitchen, you know, that was, that was on me. And I was the only English speaker back there. You know, there was, there was Arabic and Farsi and all this other stuff. And you know, you get used to everybody speaking. Are they talking about you? Yeah, probably. Who gives a shit? <laughs> you know, if the tables were, tur- if the tables were turned, you'd be talking about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. stupid, <laughs> stupid idiot white guy over the fryer <laughs> he's gonna burn the <laughs> shit out of himself so you know why spend forty thousand dollars to have a nice clean chef's coat you can order it online from chefware for 19 dollars, and people mm-hmm. will still think you're a chef but don't wear it out because nobody wears clothes like that out we all know you're a fraud if you're wearing it out um yeah. i showed up to the deal Saturday night, and I had an apron on and a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Everybody already knows me. I don't really need to show off that I'm a chef. And if and if you're the one doing that, or you wear the the egg hat, you know the the big hat. Um, nobody wants to be around you anyway. I mean, let's be honest. Look, there's um most most restaurants don't make money, so um you you if you're gonna do it and you're gonna be good at it, you know the margins are thin. So. Why would you invest an extra $50,000 in school when really what you want to work with? Mexican grandma, Indian, not in, not American Indian, but Indian, Indian grandma, if they'll take you in. Mm-hmm. And those are the ladies that are hard to break because they're like, what are you doing in here? Mm-hmm. And, you know, make some, make some tortillas from stone ground corn that you ground, you know, show yeah. some, show, show that you got some desire. But like me, I didn't know anything about food. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I literally, like, I didn't know. I mean, we ate shitty bologna sandwich. My mom put mayonnaise on a bologna sandwich. That should be illegal. <laughs> like, flavorless, pasty white bread with flavorless, pasty meat with a flavorless, pasty sauce. Shit. You should be written a ticket for that. I mean it. So I would put... That, like, she couldn't do anything more English than that, Sean. I, <laughs> Unfortunately, she's Irish. <laughs> I know. God. Poor lady. And now, like, if I eat a bologna sandwich like that, I toast my bread, I get some chipotle mayo, I fry off my bologna, I take barbecue Fritos and put them on there. And if I do mm. some lettuce, it's some cool lettuce. And I'm not always trying to make the neatest thing in the entire world. I just want it to taste like something. Not so, yet. I mean, here's the, here's the other one. Cause I, I did my, 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 my story the other day about having a cookbook in the library. I went to the library and got cookbooks and I read them. God forbid anybody get off their asses and read them. And there's one mm-hmm. thing doing it on the internet, but you also have to go through their story, their life story of why I made lemon curd Living current at grandma's house on Sunday morning was you know, like, yeah, to, I like the I, old I keep school. hitting, right? Yeah. <laughs> but they just you give just you go, here with the ingredients. Yeah. Here is how yeah. you fucking do it. <laughs> I, Amelia, I really don't need to know about you. I, you know, I can I make some lemon curd? Yeah, it, it's, um, 
I don't know where we're going with all of it, but I'm also the only chef I know that doesn't have a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? that is true. I mean, I, I admire people like you that do it, but I've just never seen any artwork that I'm that invested in that can go on this light blue canvas known as my arm <laughs> and still look right. You know, it's got to it's got to be somewhat color coordinated and soft spring colors like the light mm-hmm. blue and and slight beige that I have only really work during the summer. So what do you think do? About the, think about the years where I just wore suits so that I could hide all of them. <laughs> right. And nobody and nobody gave a shit. And you thought you were covering something up. Yeah, isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. I don't look, um, I don't think I look badass enough to be a chef anymore. You know, like they all gotta, they all gotta look real tough. Walk into a kitchen when those guys were working under a chef. They're like, yeah, chef, yeah, chef, and they're sweating and crying like little bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a and funny thing walk. that happened. I found a hole in the wall joint, uh, like yeah. around the corner, where they do a wood fire, flat top, uh, chicken kebabs, fish, all of that stuff. And you didn't bring me any. No, I'll I'll t- I'll go there tonight <laughs> and I'll get you. I'll at least send you a picture. There <laughs> the you go. Guy, I think the guy who owns the place, he, I didn't know it was the owner. Because he had like his yeah. apron on and all of that, so I just thought he was he one of the normal? other. Yeah, yeah, he didn't look normal. So I just walked up to him and I was like, "Hey, I think I ordered for a couple of things. Do you mind if I just check the stovetop? Because I'm okay with grilling and all that shit, right?" And he was so worried and kept following me around till I was like, "Dude, would you stop following me?" <laughs> and yeah. then he was like, "No, no customer ever has asked me can I do it myself and take it home." <laughs> I'm like, right. "I'm sorry, I'm weird that way." <laughs> okay, that's hey, but you know what? What what'd you learn there? How thick was the stovetop? How hot was it? Was there a bunch of fucking food still cooking on there that'll poison you? You know, so the important side, things. One side of it was metal which was fine. Yeah. The other side was honestly just like a thin slab of uh, slate or granite. I don't know what it was. It was just oh, wow. stone. So it was huh. just cooking on that stone surface. And he wasn't doing bread on that side and then meat on the other side? No, he had a separate one in the back where they were doing the bread, like which was behind okay. where I was standing. Does, does everybody have to do naan or can they do like the African sponge bread that would be just the same to eat with just you know but you could cook it on a flat top yeah they they do different bread but it'll be more of like the dosa like that fermented yeah uh, that's stuff. not my favorite isn't that weird I know. it's not my thing yeah mm-hmm. i i absolutely mostly love indian food but there's a couple of them where i'm like man eh, it's just not my but hell american food i wouldn't eat a, nor a hot dog one of those cheap ass hot dogs all i can think mm-hmm. of is that is literally everything that went down the sewer and they didn't want to waste. I mean, <laughs> holy crud. And I and for some reason I, I feel better about sausage though, as if it's not the same thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like after so, all the fun me, I make of hot dogs, here I went to the right. ham shop and I got like pork sausages and all of that for myself. Because I'm the right. only one who eats ah. like all of that at home. <laughs> oh yeah, God, I guess nobody is your mom vegetarian as well? She predominantly is like the only time well, I'll see uh, her eat meat is like one small piece on like a Sunday or something like that. Right. Wow. Okay. Mm. So here's here's the on the on the last part of our you know telling people to not waste their money on culinary school. Um, mm-hmm. My mom was an opera singer, so we always had immigrants in our house, and people don't really understand why that makes your life so different. You you I didn't eat the same food my neighbors ate. 
And my mm. Italian neighbor across the street, that's where I eat food. You have to get the experience. And, um, and you, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example. My, my favorite son to talk about is Kyle because he mm. ate the worst, the most boring, bland food of any of my five kids. And uh, he ends up making friends with this kid named Alex. And, and they go over to Alex's house. And grandma's Mexican, so they won't let you leave without eating. And when I say mm. eating, they, they feed them like my wife does. Sorry, I'm checking my bread here real quick. Temperature, that's how you do it. Um, and he's like, it was the best Mexican food. And I go, I have taken you to the best Mexican dive joints in the entire world. And you've ordered hamburgers, shamed me in front of all mm -hmm. of these people. And you waited until you went to your friend's house to finally find out why it's so good. <laughs> Every time I wanted to eat weird food, I would usually just call you and be like, Sean, what are you doing for lunch? Right. <laughs> I'm not eating any of I... this gringo food today. <laughs> I found another really sketchy place. We're going to get sick or it's going to be delicious. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why more people don't want to do that. Because you think of the absolute hilarity and terrible stories that we have from just eating different stuff. My oh, oldest yeah. son, my oldest son will eat anything. So that kid mm -hmm. for like his 12th birthday wanted to go to one of the Asian soup places. And we go okay. and he orders congealed blood soup. Can't even make this shit up. So with his chopsticks, he's holding this cube of congealed blood just he eats it down like a piece of steak. It was the nastiest looking <laughs> shit I've ever seen. Do you know even I, was, I can't I was, do that because I've seen that in some restaurants? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Well, you got to go, what factory killed that animal? Because I wouldn't eat anything else from that factory, but I'll buy the blood because it's got to be good. <laughs> you know, but he would, he would eat the... I, and this, and this is a kid that just surprisingly, being a kid of mine, does not work in the restaurant business. And he really enjoys weird food. So we're in Mexico one time, and, and we're in this shady-ass store where, you know, half the stuff looks like we're going to get poisoned, my kind of place. And there is, a, there is a sheep's head that's completely peeled, and then a chunk of sheep's cheese next to it. And he goes, well, I'll have some of that. And I think they're cooking the tongue that they killed out of that thing back in the back. So can I have some of that too? <laughs> nice. That's, that's like here, my fascination with goat brains. <laughs> I'm right. wandering uh, around and I'm like, yes, yeah. we'll have the goat brain, please. <laughs> Does it kind of taste like soggy eggs to you? Not really. Like if it's that's made properly, it, uh, huh. it almost tastes like a butter spread. Because I just eat yeah. it on toast at times because I'm odd even here <laughs> yeah. as i'm trying to breathe while you're doing <clears throat> I've, I've done calves brains um and i had mm. very little of it and it i yeah it, it was it was um, like a homemade fresh cheese that's fair like a spread mm. i guess soft eggs same same consistency yeah that's not for most yeah. people um but but that kid would eat anything and ironically is not in the restaurant business so you know mm. who knows and I, yeah. I don't know if he was smart enough to stay out of it or what, but the, the one thing, the one thing that I would say is you got to realize um, like my mom's family had some money. And so when I got in the restaurant business, she would say, well, you know, we don't, we don't do restaurants. And it was a real polite way of saying that, you know, we're kind of above that. That's for the other people and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I got in at the right time and had the right talents to have a great career. I don't know what you do if you get into it now. Everybody's goal is to be on TV. 
rather than to make really good food because mm-hmm. I wanted to make really good food that people liked and be in an atmosphere they can't find. You know, I don't know of another Irish pub like this in a four state area. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just don't know of one and, and, and I'm good with it. I had a friend of mine go, yeah, sure. You're a five star chef. It's hard to make fish and chips. And they go, oh, ow, that hurt. That hurt. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't go through the whole story of all the places I've owned and everything because, you know, it just doesn't matter. This one mm-hmm. I make friends at all the time. And gourmet restaurants, you don't make friends. You are a servant of those people while you're in while you're in there while they're in your place. They're there mm-hmm. on business or trying to get married or, you know, trying to con somebody or whatever, whatever they're there for. I've seen mm-hmm. it all from drug deals to, you know, old dudes with prostitutes to <laughs> People have an affair. I mean, I've seen it all, man. Is that like the moment where I look at you at times and I'm like, that better be his fucking daughter. (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah. And guess what? It's usually not. You can usually look at the shoes and tell whether it's his daughter or not. You know, I mean, (laughs) stripper shoes or, or prep school shoes. And you know what, the look. <laughs> what is that? What is that? Uh, there's actually a fucking quote about this. Uh, the eyes may deceive, the lips may lie, but the shoes never <laughs> lie. Oh my God, that's cr- <laughs> Okay, that's awesome. That is awesome. And the last thing to close out on the chef deal, mm. um, I clean the bathrooms in the place every day. And people just go, yes. don't you have people for that? And I go, for one, I want to see if people were like angry because they'll take it out on your bathroom. They really will. Mm-hmm. That's how you'll find out if they're satisfied customers or not. But the other thing is, if I'm willing to do that, everybody that works here knows nothing is beneath me. So if I ask them to do something, they can't say, well, I, you know, that's not my job. And I go, you you mm-hmm. think cleaning the urinal is my job? Because that's actually your job and I do it. So now I'm just asking you to clean this grease trap. So, yeah. Have I told you the Rolex watch story in the grease trap or not? No. Okay. All right. So when you're when you're in your early twenties, what what do you think wealth is in your early twenties? What was it to you in your early twenties? It was. It have been. I'm weird that way. Where mine was just like a fucking good job, but mine right. also correlated with all the shit I needed for work, which was like the computers, phone, the and... computer, and all of that had to be right. top of the shelf type shit. None of that existed when I was in my twenties. So. Mm-hmm. Mine was, I wanted to own a Mercedes Benz. No reason why. I just, you know, because that was the elite car of the time. And then it turned into a BMW. And so I, so I did that. But uh, Rolex watch. And, and I didn't yeah. want the big, uh, shiny gold one. I wanted the really sleek, beautiful one. And so mm-hmm. I attained all of those items. Now, my Mercedes was an old beater, but hey, it was a Benz. I was good with it. And it had this big, huge driving wheel, which you can tell they used to be a truck company if you drive an older mercedes they they weren't yeah. that good of cars nothing personal everybody that's not that good it was a diesel that went 55 miles an hour and you could drive 75 on the highway it, just, it didn't work mm-hmm. um, but i thought it was cool so i've had some other ones since you know no no i'm going to stop with the story there but so i'm cleaning the grease trap which is the dirtiest job in a restaurant what that means is for your plumbing for all this grease not to go out and into the city water system or into the lake that we get our water mm-hmm. from um, you have to remove the grease out of there. And I realize yeah. that I have my hands on all of this stuff and I have these two big gloves on that I can't remove because you can't put your, you know, do it in your yeah. teeth like you would any other day. So I try to remove my watch and it drops in the grease trap. And this is a really expensive solid gold watch. 
and uh, my pride and joy for that age in life. I was 21 or 22. So after I get it all cleaned, I put it into a Ziploc bag and I had to take it to the nicest jeweler in our hometown, which was at this really expensive shopping district. And mm-hmm. the guy looks at me and he goes, why does that smell so bad? <laughs> I said, well, <laughs> I own a restaurant. And he goes, good for you, young man. You know, and so, you know, you're an entrepreneur at 21. They also know yeah. you're an idiot and still just 21. <laughs> he, mm-hmm. I come back to get it weeks later. And he's smiling big as ears because they were able to take it all apart and clean it. And he goes, but now, young man, it's going to be expensive. And I said, sir, I don't think I get to complain after I dropped it into a grease trap. And I got back my perfectly beautiful watch. And he goes, would you ever want to sell this? And I go, no, I'm sorry. This is my first one. I've always wanted to own one. And he goes, good for you. Mm -hmm. Well, anything else you need, come see us down the line. (laughs) And, you know, the guy got a customer for life out of the whole thing. It was like, civil jewelry in kansas city and and he treated me like a human and like an adult and all that shit but god i was dumb Mm -hmm. so i wasn't too good to be cleaning my my deals my first news interview i ever did deepak the way they cut it i was like yeah i do everything here i make the dough i clean the bathrooms i get it and if you really heard it i said i made food then i cleaned the bathrooms and everything else but Mm -hmm. um I think people that grow up in an environment that think other people do that work. I mean, like your caste system, most mm-hmm. owners would not not be okay with themselves going and doing that. They'd have to feel like they needed somebody else. And uh, think about the guy who panicked with me just going over to the stovetop and flipping over a piece yeah. of fish. <laughs> right. Yeah. And well, and, well, actually, what he was probably wondering is this guy trying to poison people or some shit. You know, <laughs> who knows. It, uh, but I mean, what I would also say to you is what you just seen me do on camera. This mm-hmm. is my thermometer. I check every loaf of bread. I don't care how long I've done this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, I'm not an old grandma that that goes, yeah, it's perfect, and they're right. Yeah. I, I got to serve this to people, and if it's wrong, they die, and and then I'm in real trouble because they sue me. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's an interesting. So anyway, anybody listening to our chef's episode, which which would be this one. Don't go to chef school. It's a waste of money. It makes you an elitist. It makes you think, like you walk in the front door and then you you get a job and go into the kitchen and the guys that have been there 15 years and go, hey, what's up, man? And they're just waiting for you to tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. And, and it goes terrible from there. <laughs> Why don't you show me, chef? Show me exactly how you want it. <laughs> yeah. And then they don't know how to do it. Right. Show me exactly how you want it, chef. I'll get it done for you. Minus the tweezers, put the tweezers away. This is the Villagers podcast. Sean explaining about chef's cool and everything else. Chef's cool, (laughs) not cool. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. All right, guys. Everybody have a good day. We'll see ya.